Welcome to episode 168 of Fourth and John. I am Dale Saunders here with the post game pod with uh, Evan Hollywood Hearn, Chris Malley, and my guy Prime. Uh, we at the moment are, are, are coming to terms with the moment that we kind of were expecting, but we our hopes were our hopes were up high. Uh, but the uh, Eagles cut us low here, um, and uh, we had an opportunity. Maybe to make the playoffs, you, you see Washington uh, handle business by catching an L by the Panthers. All the Eagles had to do was win out and they go to the playoffs. But let me remind you, uh, it's it's kind of like a crossing roads right now. Uh, the Eagles can look at their franchise and their organization and look at how they're set up in my Kevin Hart voice and see that there's issues that need to be resolved. Uh, whether it's, uh, you know, disconnect between your quarterback and head coach, the disconnect between the play calling and this offense and Doug Peterson, uh, the disconnect between leaving Michael Jacklett out on an island. Uh, just a lot of questions and the Eagle fans need answers. You know, it's a, it's a man in the mirror moment for the team. The team's got to look back and reflect on what happened over this uh, whole offseason. Um, how everything transpired, and, and the front office has to make, make tough decisions. Uh, and if you want to be basic, you want to do the same thing and be, do the whole insanity thing, doing the same thing over and over again, uh, you can do that. Um, but I, I feel like uh, as, a, as a diehard fan base, I think we, we deserve better. We deserve, deserve better, and I think, uh, you know, it's going to start pretty soon. Um, I think things are going to the reality show I talked about is only going to take another turn. Uh, but uh, Evan Hollywood Hearn, how you how you feeling, my guy? I feel like I got, I just got stabbed in the heart, man. Uh, it, it stings. Uh, whenever the season comes to an end and it's officially you know donezo for the year, it's it's sad. It's sad to see. I thought that in the first half the Eagles it. It's so confusing to me because on the first drive, uh, first few possessions the Eagles had, we were really cooking. We were looking good. Uh, the visions of being able to sneak into the playoffs was what everybody was thinking about. And then it just slipped out of our hands. And we just point back to one thing. It's been the one thing all season long. It's coaching. Um, Football Kelly ended up putting out a tweet uh, not too long ago. A good friend of the show. And she just wanted, she said, the Eagles beat Daniel Jones, Nick Mullins, Taysom Hill, and Ben DiNucci this year. That's it. That's, that's the list. That's, that's where we're at. So, um, I mean, that says everything you need to know for about this team. We were not a football, a good football team all year long. Uh, Carson Wentz wasn't the only issue that we had this year. That's very evident. He didn't play well, but it's very evident he wasn't the only issue we had. And um, another season is is wrapped up, man. Another season is wrapped up. Like you said, a lot of decisions have to be made this off season. Um, but I would start with the uh, with the coaching staff in the front office. That's that's where change needs to happen first. Uh, I mean, uh, Chris, I mean, how you feeling? I mean, uh, one part of me is just like just happy that we can kind of move on and wash our hands of this whole situation and just move on to the draft. But that being said, like we don't know what's going to change, man. Like right now, we don't know who's going to be lining up a quarterback next year. Uh, we don't know if we're going to have. Uh, sports having uh, 
mismatches on defense still. We don't know if we're going to have Doug not utilizing Miles Sanders, our best weapon, and minus a really nice play that's all Deshaun Jackson, not not Doug Peterson. Like, the offense is more the same than, than – that's been the majority of the year. I mean, Jalen Hurts on his own did great things against the Saints, did great things against the Cardinals, and then fell back to earth in the second half against the Cowboys. And it, it's a lot of things. I mean, do did the Cowboys make adjustments because some guys, because teams finally have film on him? Because you have to remember, like, teams didn't have film on Jalen Hurts in the beginning. So was a little bit of that. I mean, He's still doing the good things I want to see that some rookies and even vets don't do. He's getting he's getting the ball away. He's not taking many sacks. Um, but at the same time, like you saw you saw the flaws. I mean, so there's there's times when Jalen Hurts thought he had an opening and he'd give up on a play downfield and run and, and get himself tackled or sacked. He threw the interceptions. He had the fumbles today. I mean, it's a lot of issues, and it's one of those things that just shows people that are super anti Wentz, like. It's a whole team issue. Yes, Wentz played the Eagles out of some games. Yes, Wentz um, was playing awful and took us out of a position to succeed at times. But it's a whole team issue. I mean, and I I, I know that we want to blame some of the players like um, Wentz, like Jalen Mills, Jaquette, but to, it goes to one person. It goes back to Doug, and on top of that, it goes back to Howie. Howie's not make, putting enough talent on this team. He's whiffing on draft picks. And then Doug, who's uh, who has power to call the right place, isn't calling the right place. He's not utilizing anyone correctly, and it's frustrating. And, like, hopefully we see a change next year, and they, they shake it up in the offseason, but we'll see. It, it sucks losing to Dallas, though, especially in that fashion there, uh, there especially with the fate in your hands with uh, Washington losing. Yeah. I mean, I know it's got to suck for um, Prime, who's actually in – in Cowboy territory right now, uh, not we're not we're not shout out your brother, but we, we're going to say a uh, good game, uh, and then I'm going to buy him a steak when it's time because uh, he deserves it. But um, how you feeling, Prime? Um, I'm uh I'm ticked off. Uh, I'm feeling I'm feeling good right now, but uh, I'm good enough to go ahead and still be on here and, and talk talk some uh game with you guys but um in reference to what chris evan have mentioned same results with the same play calling regardless mm -hmm. on whoever the quarterback is you're going to get the same goddamn results everybody with the it's wentz fault and you guys see the title line no matter what at the end of the day it's carson's fault carson is the reason we lost today carson is the reason why we gave up 37 points it's all on <laughs> carson all right because it's carson's fault all right, that's the part that Fucking I'm just guy. like, this whole damn game, all I all I kept on doing was going Twitter and letting everybody know that it's Carson's fault because we suck ass. Everything was in our hands with Washington losing, Giants losing. Next week would have been an important game to go ahead and play. I hope to God they lose next week so Washington can win this damn division because I don't want Dallas to win the division. Yes, I am in my brother's cave right now, and I'm, you know, I mean, I'm pissed off, man. But hey, it is what it is. Yeah, I think. Just I mean, this is the only reason why I've been keeping my composure. I mean, I, I, can, go, I can go. I can go for a drink myself. Uh, I'm just kind of like more, more. Um, you're starting to see things a little bit clearer, you know. Like again, you know, I, I, I just look at the play calling. Uh, a lot of it uh, seems to be that Doug can't get out of his own way you're talking about uh being in, in dallas territory uh down by the end of the you know throughout the game and not getting points like i saw the the uh, 
the comment there. It's like fourth and fifteen. You're you're like kick the field goal, man. You're, you're I, there's still time left in the game. Where it's the beginning of the fourth quarter. Get some points. Um, the ability to um, trust your kicker is not a thing here. I don't know what's going on there. Um, definitely, you know, Fletcher Cox getting out of the game uh, really did affect defensive line and the pressure up front. Uh, you talk about having Barnett and a guy like Sweat, what they would have added to the pressure. That hurt us there. I don't think we had the depth. Um, our secondary, really, uh, you know, you know M- Michael Jackpot, he's, you know, he's been serviceable for a tire salesman <laughs> a coming in here as our, as our, as a CB2. But the fact that um, you would leave him out there, like Schwartz, like you're, he's getting torched, man. Like, like why not put Jalen Mills out there earlier? Like you, you see, they're like picking the scab, take advantage of knowing that you have at least Mills going to, he's going to do probably a better job. He's a ver- he's a veteran at the very least. I mean, we exactly. were leaving Michael Jacquet out there, absolutely hanging him out to dry. Uh, it's very similar to what we saw with Nathan Gary against the Steelers, and when we just we knew it was a complete mismatch, and we, we were standing there wondering what the hell were you thinking and letting that uh, not calling the timeout, letting that mismatch happen. Um, Michael Gallup, that was the guy I said uh, pregame that he's the guy that I was nervous about. And that's exactly why. I mean, the wide receivers on Dallas are deep, and I knew that Darius Slay was going to do pretty well, um, you know, containing the outside. And just Michael Gallup on the other side, it's it's tough, man. It's tough. He tends to tear us up every single game. Yeah, so um, sorry, okay, Tim McManus just uh, posted Doug Peterson um, after, the, after the game said that Jalen Hurts was dealing with lower body soreness, and that might have affected him in the second half. So we'll see what happens there. Did the play so, calling have a lower body soreness too? I mean, maybe uh, maybe if we ran miles more, had an all all over soreness to it. Yeah. Um, Jesus from uh, YouTube says, "So do we win next week and help the stupid Cowboys get in the playoffs, or do we lose and get a top five draft pick again? Again, like Eagle fans are still gonna not want to lose. Um, I'm in I'm in the boat of like exhaust every means to see who you have on this roster." And, and put them on the field. Yep. Um, this is the last moment you're going to get a chance to um, evaluate some of the talent that's here. Yep. This is a perfect opportunity to get people who need snaps, snaps, and evaluate. Um, Does that mean that you want to move forward again, not just start Hurts for the rest of the season, like the rest of the season being next game? Or would I mean, you it, throw Carson back out there? If, if they're trying to be cute and just try to see, like, is, is, what Carson – you know, has the tank and, you know, if they're trying to like, it's, it's, it's kind of shitty though. Like, you know, you put it once out there after sitting for three games and now like, go, go play the last game, uh, bud. Uh, yeah. Over. Or why? <laughs> Again, like it's a lot of people in comments are, you know, saying it's Carson's fault. It's Carson's fault. Kind of reiterating what's uh prime said, but like we're looking at the, we're looking at the coaching, man. The coaching is being like, uh, you know, it's not being overlooked. Uh, we've seen this all season. Uh, the, f- the fact that, you know, you got to look at uh, being a- being able to be adapt like a boxer. You know, mm-hmm. you jab, jab, and you know the hook's coming, dude. You know, like switch up your game. Uh, the fact that um, they're one of the worst run defenses in the league and you couldn't figure out how to run on them or like – you're effective, you know, 
Miles Sanders finally got 15 carries. Uh, but on the you know he had 57 yards uh, on the ground. Um, I felt like they went away from that. They still I, I felt like they still needed to play off that play play calling was kind of stale. Like I, mm-hmm. I wish I would some more misdirection. Um, I don't know, man. I'm just uh, out, out, out of all the you know who, who's the biggest disappointment today. I think it's Doug Peterson again. Yeah, it, it's, it comes it comes down to Doug Peterson, his inability to adjust, uh, just completely ignoring the run game. Uh, it it all comes down to him. It always has been. It's like that meme with the two astronauts staring at the moon. Always has been Doug. The issue's always been there. It's definitely Doug Peterson. I mean, we we make fun of Mike McCarthy, made fun of Jason Garrett, but <laughs> it, it's like you just you just lost. You're up fourteen to three. And you know, and you know that you have your fates in your hands. And this is what the Eagles did: touchdown, touchdown, punt, punt, field goal, field goal, half, punt, 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 fourth down, uh, turnover, interception, fumble, interception. It's like, like, what are we doing here? You know what I mean? It's just like uh, we regress within games. It's like I, if you if you're a Sixers fan or just watch the Sixers, like it's I feel like it's the same thing. Like you just blow games at the end, and like you know what you have to do. It's like feed and bead. It's like feed miles, and it's like they, we just make no in-game adjustments, and it's so frustrating. Like it's 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 the same thing. Like you see teams like the 49ers, they're missing Nick Bosa. Like they're hurt all over the place. They lost. They got rid of Quan Alexander. The 49ers shut down um, the Cardinals uh, yesterday, and it was and it was so crazy watching that because you just see a really good defensive coordinator in Salah, and he's actually g- going to be one of the top uh, coaching uh, guys that people are looking for. Like, I want that. Like, I want a coach that can use whoever the the crappy GM gives you and just utilize them to the best of the abilities. And we can't do it. It, it drives me insane. I'll bring you out to the show. Uh, shout out to. Um... Mike, Mike's in the building. Um, his, uh, his 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 uh, handle says, "Blow it up, Mike." Mike, you're feeling a certain way. Blow it up. We need to do like uh, Wiley e. Coyote in the cartoons and that thing that you push down. The TNT. Yeah. 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 That's what we got to do. Um, if it were me, I would get rid of everybody except Swoop. I would give him a pass because of COVID. There weren't any fans there this year, so I can't blame him for <laughs> the crowd noise being low. But outside of that, they need to – I mean, it's the same thing. Like, like I, I was thinking back to the parade when uh, Kelsey got up there and went on his rant and said, you know, um, this person they, – they said that Nelson Aguilar couldn't catch. They said that Jason Kelsey was too old. They said Lane Johnson can't stay off the juice. It's the whole team. Well, it's the whole team. Like, yeah. I mean, Doug Peterson, it's, it's, it's the same – lack of identity on offense every week where you look at other teams like Tennessee. All right. They're going to get a ball to Derrick Henry as much as they can. And, and ask Tannehill to make a few plays. Um, you look at like Kansas city and you know, they got Patrick Mahomes and he does his thing. But like with us, it's like any given week, it could be any game plan or any player, you know, there's no real identity. Yeah, I, th- I think you actually just hit the nail right on the head. You know exactly how these other teams are going to like at- 
build a game plan and attack a defense. I mean, the Kansas City, they got Patrick Mahomes. And in New Orleans, they got a guy like Alvin Kamara who can pop off for six touchdowns. Like you, These are the guys that you, you work your game plan around. And all of these coaches that have success, they know who their playmakers are, and they get the ball in their hands. And every time the Eagles take the field, it's a total – it's a total toss-up as to who's, whose day it's going to be. I mean, and that speaks to even last year. We didn't have a wide receiver go over 500 yards. I mean, it, it was the same sort of spreading the ball around this year. I, granted, I, I understand there was injuries, but there's injuries on every single team. Um, we had playmakers throughout the entire season. We, we disregarded Miles Sanders the entire season. Um, and it's just malpractice by Doug Peterson, in my opinion. Mike, Mike in the chat and on the show at the moment, same moment. <laughs> But 47 pass calls and 20, 23 call runs, is that a balanced uh, attack? Not to me. Not I mean, to me. I, I'll give Doug a little bit of credit. In the first half, it was even, like it was balanced. But then with him, it's like you get down a touchdown and it's all pass plays after that. First first half, it was more like the first two possessions and that was it. <laughs> that was it. Man. I don't understand why he, he gets away from the play calling and it's horrible from the rest of the way out, man. Regardless of who you have behind that, be, be, you know, hiking the ball. You see, John, results, prior, in, in the pregame, I was discussing how I was uh, I was going to shoot a porno today. I was going to shoot a, uh, a humiliation flick with the Dallas Cowboys and, you know, Jerry Jones was going to be peeping from the box. It didn't exactly go to plan. My, uh, my talent was not exactly what I was looking for when I signed the contract. They came up small. Show the Eagles showed up flaccid today. What can I say? <laughs> Cox got hurt. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, Mike said your Cox got hurt. Um, <laughs> um, you know, the thing that pisses me off the most is like I was taking on this evaluator role as a fan. Like, you know, I'm, I'm I know what the team is. The team is ass right now. I'm just going to evaluate the talent. They sucked me in uh, right before the, the last couple games. Like, maybe, maybe they make the playoffs. Yeah. They hit this Deshaun Jackson. Offense looked kind of hype. And now here we are. You know, like, you lose to Dallas, your rival. And, and Lurie has to be feeling a certain way when he looks at, um, you know, Doug Peterson. You know, like, 100%. You, you lost. This was your playoffs right here. Like, mm-hmm. you couldn't get your team up to, like, perform at this given moment you know everything was you know the door was wide open for you and and for you not to um you know coach your way out of this whether it's by play calling or you know like doing the right thing here it didn't happen and Lurie's got to be like look you didn't make the playoffs now if, if something has to be done he has every reason to be like all right we're, we're moving forward and and it's not only and it's not only this game. Like look at the landscape of the NFC East itself. Like it's embarrassing for every other team that doesn't win this division. Like every every team that ends up in second, third and fourth place in the NFC East, it's an embarrassment. Like this division was absolutely awful and if you couldn't win this trash division, your team is really trash and that's where we're at. Is that, is that, is that hard to uh is that hard to say as a is that diehard even when my team is trash right now? It is what it is, bro. Like, I, I just got to, like, call a spade a spade here. Like, I, I can't say that we have a good squad. I have no confidence in any factor of it. I don't know who my head, my coach is going to be next year. I don't know who my quarterback's going to be next year. It's it's totally up in the air. 
And we're uh, bringing on Malcolm. Uh, Malcolm and his 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 What's up, bro? his his uh, tag says Fire Doug. Um, so you you're, you're feeling that mood, Malcolm? Oh, hold on. I think you're muted, real quick. Go ahead, Malcolm. Uh, if you don't bring in an OC to help him, I think you gotta let him go because he got too much dip on his shit. It's <laughs> he'll know what to do anymore. It- Dead ass, man. You know, I mean, that's what I mean. It's just valid. It's not even like it's it's the writing is on the wall. Like if if you can't get this offense started, you know, like if you can't put Wentz in a place to succeed, we wanted Wentz to be saved by play calling. You know, let's save him from himself and actually, you know, play to his strengths. He didn't do that. Uh, we did get some juice from Jalen with his legs, but again. Um, was Doug's play calling figured out or, you know, like, uh, you know, I, I, you know, Hertz didn't have a solid game. You know, he put up some passing yards. But adjustments. Once they, made it, adjust. once, once they made adjustments on him as well. Now, uh, like if I'm going around the room and people in the chat, if you were, if you, if you had one move to make and you could only move on from one, is it fire Howie or is it fire Doug? To me, I mean, that, that uh, kind of was fire both, but I'm saying no. Yeah, I, I get a lot of the chats going to want them both gone. Um, to me, I think that you can like Doug Peterson is going to not want to not have total control over this game plan, and I think that that ego is going to get in the way of the Eagles being able to succeed. So for me, I hang on to Howie Roseman. And I'm just assisting him with a football guy. I'm giving him someone that can assist him in the draft. And I'm just letting Howie negotiate contracts. That's just going to be his role. Uh, and as for Doug Peterson, we got to replace him. If, if I'm choosing one person, I'm replacing Doug Peterson. And now look at the comment. Uh, Curtis Roberts says, bring in Eric B. from KC. Is that is that the kind of vibe you guys are trying to go with? Hell yeah. I'd be, I'd be all over Eric B. If he wants to come here, if he wants to come try and write this ship, I'm all for it. You know, there, there's a story from um, uh, Matt Lombardo who said the whole Dorsey thing. Dorsey could be a uh, candidate for a GM. Well, then we find out uh, that guy is actually a consultant in our building. Uh, and they that he would potentially team up with Eric B. Um, not saying that's going to happen, um, but it's something that was reported by Matt Lombardo um, probably a couple weeks ago. So that's an interesting you know, um, Daz says, how are you 100%? Uh, Todd says, fire Howie, fire Howie, and fire Howie again. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't know if fire someone three times, but I think uh, from a drafting perspective, um, he hasn't done a great job over the last couple years right, in the drafting department. Um, but bringing on Jimmy Smith on the road to victory. Uh, too bad we're not on the road to victory. How are you feeling after what you saw today? On the road to a rebuild. <laughs> That's where we're headed, bro. Is that yeah. the vibes, man? Is that the real, the real vibes you're feeling right now? Well, let's be real with ourselves here. Uh, the last few weeks, you know, we were getting a little excited. I, myself, especially. You know, it was nice, though, with the crap year we've had. It was nice to get some excitement from the Eagles finally and be like, okay, maybe they'll surprise us, uh, get in, sneak into the playoffs. We'll see. Yeah, well, that was asinine because – this defense clearly played like garbage once Fletcher Cox went down. Michael Jacquette got smoked. He played well last week, but Aren't this toast, week, 
it, it just looked like complete garbage. And, you know, we knew that we were playing banged up, but I was hopeful. I wanted to ride that energy, ride that wave excitement, you know, but there just looked like no accountability. Uh, people look pissed off at each other. Lake Jackson, you saw sitting on the offensive side. Uh, I'm pretty pissed. I didn't see these guys play with heart. Um, we knew Jalen Hurts was still young. Uh, we talked about the fact that there was going to be a competition next year. I think that that's still going to happen, but there needs to be changes, man. Um, Doug Peterson just, holy shit. I, I really just, yeah, on the road to a crack house. I'm on the road to put my head through a wall. I really, that was hard to watch. Like, seriously, I was so excited for that game. And uh, I had to try to chill out before I came on, and I'm still pissed off, to be real with you. Yeah, you know, talk about putting holes in uh, in a wall. Uh, you know, shout out to Suck, who we're gladly he's here to um, join join the show. Uh, got in a fight with Cowboys fans. Got some cool jewelry. Got at, a nice bracelet. Uh, we thought he was going to get arrested, but they didn't press charges, and he's here on the show. Look at this. That is the real one. Hey. Uh, respect, hey. respect, Soko. Uh, first of all. Tell us how this fight went down. Uh, we don't approve fighting here, but we, uh, you know, if you fight, was, was it for a reason? Was it Dallas yeah. Goddard esque? No. So the the big issue was booze. Common Cowboys, Co- Common Cowboys fans. A lot of noise, noise talk. Uh, a lot of mess talk throughout the duration of the game. Uh, third quarter hit. I put down my my final beer and said, "Let's go ahead and handle this." Step outside, put one down. Next one stepped up and and uh, yeah, it was it was history for them. You see, it? No, nothing on. Nothing that's on that's my clean face. face right there. My that's face clean is, face is pretty clean, bud. Uh, <laughs> obviously, you know. Uh, Golden of our police department stepped in and uh, saved them. <laughs> this guy, this guy, uh, you know, definitely uh, repping the Eagles brand all the way down in Florida. Uh, you know, at the end of the day, you know, like it's these kind of games can get you upset, man. I don't, you know, like you're thinking of you're feeling a certain way when you're up 14 to three at that moment. I mean, everybody thought it was about to be breakout. Gail, yep. what's called Miles Sanders just said the podium says that there's a lot of mis- mis- miscommunication and that the Eagles were not locked in at all uh, for the game tonight. Like that pisses me off. Like, you know, that this is a do or die game yep. against Dallas. Yep. And you are saying that you were not locked in. You could have played smarter and there's miscommunication. Like, like, what are we doing? Like, you, you heard his fault. Like you hear, uh, he's he's a distraction. He put, he put out the story from Adam Schefter, but it's just like, dude, like it's so frustrating though. Like there's drama outside, there's drama inside. You hear things about practice. Josina Anderson never tweets unless it has some some weird thing to do about the Eagles. Like there's just so much bullshit surrounding this team. You like we're like debating if we want the GM gone, the coaching gone. Who's gonna play quarterback? Like it's crazy. Like it. You really almost just had to blow it up and just fit and just like completely just like wash your hands of all these issues. It's, and, it's, a, and, it's a fucking mess, dude. And it's completely disgusting. You're right that that the Eagles should have to have find any sort of extra motivation uh, to to find the juice to be able to play this game. But where does that all fall, fall back to? Who is is in charge and responsible for making sure this team gets up? It's the coach. It's the head coach. 
He's the one that is in control of this locker room. He's the one that's supposed to set the pulse for this entire team, and he hasn't done so the entire year. So, uh, Doug, pack your bags, pal. Now, Get your walking play. papers. You can see that you can see Hurst on the sideline looking at Doug like this call ain't it. Yep. Um, he's actually like this call is shit. Uh, I, I feel like um, you know when you talk about the culture of a football team, that's that rests solely on the you know the head coach. Uh, you can have a you can have a losing team, but the team fights. Um, they can execute, but they you know come up short. Uh, you're seeing a team week after week. Uh, you know, not execute. We're talking about like guys going off sides. We're talking about, you know, even even Zach Ertz going off sides and, you know, just like players. A couple of know, drop balls from Zach today, too. Drop balls. And you're looking at like situations like how you how you, how you guys keep on getting um, penalties right now. Like you're shooting yourself in the foot back to on, on like all these different plays. And you're like, that's not a well-coached football team. Yeah. Like and we expect more because the standard is the standard, which has been set by Doug Peterson in the new norm. We expect this because we've seen uh, greatness from this football team. Um, it, you know, you don't want to go keep on going back to 2017, but that's that's the barom- that's where you measure. That's the measuring stick for excellence that we've seen yep. in our in our lifetimes um, as Eagle fans. So if that's where it is, um, that's, that's that's where that's you're the bar, man. to be judged. That's- that's the, the bar. The frustrating thing about that, though, is like you had a formula, like you saw what worked for us, and then you decided to go away from that. Like running the ball, three-headed attack, you know, getting people wide open, RPO, whatever. And then fast forward to now, and it's just been just like hodgepodge. Just like all right, like you said earlier, one week we're going to feature this guy, one week we're going to feature that guy. <laughs> Instead of like running the ball and then play action pass or something. Gail, you asked the question on if we only had one choice. <laughs> fuck, fuck, fuck the one choice. All right, I'm pushing the button on both of them. Howie's got to go. Doug's got to go. They both got to go. All right, you need a clean house. You need to bring new management up here. You need to bring a new head coach. You need to bring a new GM. So that way we could go ahead and make better decisions. I noticed you this. didn't say quarterback. Let's <laughs> no, see that. <laughs> well, Brian, and, I'm not, and I'm not, and I'm not, and I'm not, because you're going to go ahead and let these two quarterbacks duke it out. Show me you want to be here. Show me you want to be the starting quarterback. That's the mentality that new coach, that new GM needs to come in with. Whether if it's Dorsey, whether if it's Eric B, you know what I mean? It's the communication, letting those guys know, hey, this is a fresh start. I'm not going to go ahead and be the guy to tell you that you're out of here. I'm going to let you go ahead and show me you want to be here. That's the mentality I would hope that the new GM and new coach come in to do. Like, I, I feel like that, you know, like the culture, not only does the culture need to change in the locker room with the players and the coaches and play calling and all that, the, play, the culture needs to change in the front office and the fact that, you know, you let your – no one, no one needs to be micromanaged, and nobody wants a GM who is like actually setting the roster. Um, you know, if Doug Peterson won you a Super Bowl, and you don't believe in trust that he has the faith in who to play, and if you start getting into this vibe where G- the GM is out there uh, in control and setting the roster, that's that's weird, man. Um, and then it becomes a, 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 a you know Game of Thrones on each week on who's going to be out there. 
wide receivers, uh, your linebacker play. Um, there's definitely some issues there. Um, you know, some of the vibes from the players, they're saying they're like, they felt like either it was either one or the other. Um, it's either Doug or it's Howie. But after seeing a lot of these reports out here, it seems like Howie's saying, um, and Doug could be, you know, the, the, the target is on Doug right now. I mean, I mean, let, let, let's just look at this. Like we, we're going to have an, an entire off season to try and figure this thing out. There's no way, there's no way that we go status quo and go into like, like we're all in agreement there. Right. Like regardless of whether Howie Roseman or Doug Peterson is the one to go, someone's going to end up leaving the building. Right. Cause you can't go into this next season, and expect for better results to happen with exactly with what we did this year. You can't. Hopefully with the idea that you finished last in the worst division, that that motivates Lori to do something big. Yep. yep. Maybe he taps into his heart and listens in the emotional intelligence. <laughs> Listen to your heart, Jeffrey. Like it, the fact that, you know, Howie Rosen might, might be the lap dog to Jeffrey Lurie. You think if that's the only guy they can trust in here, in-house, especially if he moves on from Doug? He's going to have to keep somebody that he trusts. And if Dorsey, because I'm like, Prime spoke to new management. Does Dorsey, does that speak new management to you? If he has a guy managing him in a drafting department? Because I feel like the most important person bring you bring to this Eagles franchise is the guy who's picking the players. The guy who's who has final say is going to be the most important guy here in the next three years. And who is that guy going to be? I mean, you're, you're right, because development is important, but like you need to have a solid foundation to develop off of. So you need to be able to pick the right guys in order to make anything happen. I mean, Doug can try until he's blue in the face to develop players, and quite frankly, that hasn't been proven to work very well. Um, but he, he needs a solid foundation to start off with. You need a star that you could turn into a superstar not an average player that you could try and make into just, you know, a functioning player within the offense. We need more than that. Michael says, uh, Doug's the worst coach in the league. Let him coach the Jets and the Jags. I, I, do, I, just, I mean, I, I, could you all agree that there's a culture problem? 100%. You know, that's like with, on a, like on a scale of one to three. Um, let's, let's throw out some uh, ideas like, what, on a scale of one to three, what, what's your number one reason? The, the culture thing? problem? I mean, I, I feel like this is the thing like that people kind of forget. After you win a Super Bowl, there's people that are left over from the Super Bowl team, and half of them are going to be like super motivated to get there again. The other half is like, okay, I'm there. I got paid. I have my Super Bowl. And like you can tell like they kind of coast a little bit. And then you have guys that are just using this as kind of like a stepping stone to get to like another team that they think's like the Kansas City Chiefs, something like that. And then you have young guys that don't really know what it's about yet. We're like a mixture of it. And then you add in the fact that you have a quarterback that um, people believe in, like Carson Wentz. And then you add in a second round pick with the drama with Jalen Hurts, and who's not only a second round pick, he's probably one of the most like likable guys in the draft, the entire draft. People love Jalen Hurts. He's really, really easy to be a fan of. Great dude, has the upside. So you add Carson Wentz, who people love for what he's done for the city, and then you add in Jalen Hurts for what people project him to be, and then that already starts more drama. You have the locker room that has a bunch of personalities in it, 
and then you have the Philadelphia media and the Philadelphia fans, and it's all like immediate reactions. And then you throw in the fact that you have guys like Justin Jefferson lighting up the world, setting records, and then you took Jay, uh, Justin, I mean Jalen Rager instead of him. That adds fuel to the fire. You take Devion Taylor, who's not even playing right now, instead of someone else. Uh, Jeremy Chin goes right after Jalen Hurts, and he's probably going to be Defensive Rookie of the Year. I mean, and then you look at DK Metcalf laying up on Seattle, and J.J. Ortega Whiteside is not even dressing. And then you see Sidney Jones playing on another team. You see Razul Douglas playing on another team. So I think it's just a lot of people pointing fingers at each other. Doug's pointing fingers at, at Carson and at Howie. You have Howie pointing down at everyone else. And then you have Carson pointing fingers at everyone above him. And I think that's like the biggest thing. It's just like a really toxic culture because you have fans and a front office and a locker room that's split on the quarterbacks. And you add on the injuries and people may not trust the medical field, the staff. I mean, it, it's bad, man. Like it, it's, it's really bad. Yeah. Snazzle 93 says, remember, this is the new norm, guys. Uh, I've coined it the new storm, what we're going through. Uh, Rocky Road is the favorite ice cream of official ice cream of Philadelphia Eagles. Oh. Daz over here is puffing his chest. He says, Wentz is my QB1, period, all caps, uh, no cap. Um, Mark talks about the Super Bowl hangover. Um, that is that is real. Um, you talk about players who were leaving the locker room, talking about the Saint 2017. So you're talking about players that, that speaks to um, where their heads are at. That's going on in here. Yep. Um, players are leaving. Uh, Sharif Miller says it's the worst place to play. I mean, obviously he got cut that day. Uh, so you might feel a certain way, but there's something, uh, there's something in, in, in the pudding down here. And it's, it's, you think, you think we'll get, you think we get more tweets of that like that tomorrow? Worst place to play. <laughs> if, yeah. if someone gets cut, I wouldn't be surprised. I I, I saw I saw the uh, comments in there just saying, do players look at a place as, as Eagles as a place that they want to go? As you're free, as if you're a free agent, a free agent. I mean, can we afford free agents at this moment? Um, but I think is this a, a destiny that players want to play at right now with the volatile locker room with two quarterbacks? You don't know which way you're you're going. If you're, it's 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 a weird space right now. Right. Miss. I and to to answer your question, Gail, just getting back to like the three things that are really um have been the biggest issues with us. Uh if I could put them in order, the third worst issue that I, I'm seeing through my lens uh is the nostalgia. The the nostalgia of trying to keep players around from the twenty seventeen season, trying to recreate something that just uh, you know, people just don't have the same juice for after they get that first Super Bowl. Chris, like you said, there was plenty of guys on this team that showed up and were ready to go out there and compete again and try and get there again. And there was other guys that they just lost they lost the juice to be able to to want to do that. Uh, the second issue, uh, second worst issue I would look at would be um, leadership, just the general leadership on this team. We look at a team with eight captains. We have absolutely no leaders on this team. Ever since Malcolm Jenkins has left this locker room, it's been apparent just that we have no real glue hanging on and no no core group of guys. Um, we've heard stories about Carson Wentz having his own core group of guys, and if you're not in that circle, you're on the outs. And so like that kind of thing, thing existing within a locker room that isn't bringing people together that's tearing a locker room apart and um yeah and the uh the number one issue i would i would look at from this team is the egos 
the egos in the front office, the egos in this head coaching staff, and uh, no one being uh, willing to adjust, everyone thinking that they're doing the right thing and it's everybody else's fault as to why we're not succeeding, uh, that is where I rank them. I mean, the body language from Doug Peterson week to week in in press conferences alone, uh, it tells me everything I kind of need to to know about where he's like, he he feels uncomfortable. I feel like he he doesn't know what the right thing to say is. And I feel like he, I, he just, he did, he seems very uncomfortable. Um, And I feel like what we're seeing is, is probably a fraction of what's going on behind the scenes. He's a puppet. uh, He's a puppet, bro. You know, so, I mean, you're saying, like, the fact that is, if the message is getting stale, mm-hmm. you, you got to you gotta move on, man. Um, well, that's kind of like what you were talking about earlier. Like, what are the three things in, in this team not playing with a sense of urgency? Like, for me, the, the thing that's a little disturbing is you keep seeing these guys come off the practice squad. Like, last year, Greg Ward, and he's playing harder than some of the guys that have been on the team for a while. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of like a coaching thing. But then when you look at the rest of the team and the makeup, you look at Howie Roseman giving out these big contracts left and right. You're not going to play as hard as a guy who could get cut any week if you've got, you know, guaranteed money, guaranteed contract. And we got all this money invested in the offensive line and other places. But that also points a finger squarely back at Howie Roseman because not only have we not drafted good, but our cap situation, especially going into next year, is horrible. I mean, we we potentially could have got Andre Hopkins if we would have had more cap space or something. Like, what they traded for him wasn't that big of a deal, but we had no cap space for it. And and even, even today, like, Slay played good. I mean, he got the pick, but then everybody else around him is horrible because the money isn't spread around it well enough. Mm-hmm. You talk about money, uh, Leighton. Uh, Mahela Jr. Uh, are you guys fine with letting Ertz walk and make Goddard the number one tight end? I mean, I, I actually follow um, Zach Ertz. Um, actually, Zach Ertz's brother Nick actually follows, and I, I saw him on a, uh, a a podcast, and I was watching it because I was, I was trying to figure out where he where he stood as Zach Ertz's brother. You you um, know that he's getting a little inside scoop of what's going on. For yeah, sure. he's not. I knew he wasn't. He's like he's like disclaimer. I'm not speaking for Zach, but I, I'm. I, even Zach will tell you that if we're about to do a rebuild, the best thing to do is move on from my brother. And Zach will tell you the same thing. And Zach has already reiterated that I'm going to work hard this year, give my all for the Eagles, and uh, we'll talk about it in the offseason. So if you move on from Zach, what is it, 4.4 mil with the dead cap on that? Yep. Do you know that on that? I think it is around 4 mil, yep. Because um, you know – it's it's looking like they trade Zach Ertz. Yeah. Well, you know, whatever it is, we don't have a choice. Like the cap number yeah. is so yeah. ridiculous next year. Yeah. Exactly, Mike. Everybody exactly. Because we talked about how many people throughout the weeks that you're going to be surprises, you know, maybe some restructure so people won't have to go, but you're going to see a lot of contracts changing because we're in cap hell and we got to get younger. We, this, this is getting old, man. Alshon Jeffrey, Deshaun Jackson. I love the guys. And, I mean, it's cute to see him out there, hey, like, riding out on a high wave. I, I mean, it's just stupid to me, though, honestly, because Quez Watkins, Jalen Rager, if they're our future, we need to see, we need to know, because this draft's going to be insane, man. Look at all the issues we had. We thought we could cover it up with the quarterback. and everything. It's all fine and dandy, man. It's not. 
this is going to be wild, man. Uh, we're at the sixth pick in the draft, I think, currently. So maybe some Jamar Chase, maybe a real number one receiver. I'd be okay with Devontae Smith if the Eagles go ahead and, like, Jackass is finally winning a game next week. Yeah, Imagine if they do that. How much are you enjoying this experience so far? Honestly, I think this shit is terrible doing all this. Yeah, Jimmy, speaking of that pick, someone just tweeted at me and said, we can't draft a wide receiver like Chase or uh, Smith when we have a need for quarterback so desperately. Top ten, top five and six picks don't come around too often. It makes sense to spend it on the most important position in sports. So some Tell people your friend to hook me up with whoever his guy is because yeah. that is some good. Could you imagine? I, I joked about this. Imagine if Howie Roseman drafted like Trey Lance from North Dakota State with like the sixth pick overall. Bro, I'll go beat city, his ass myself. The whole Bro. city would burn if he drafted a quarterback. Yeah. If it like, Dude. if like, there, there would be a legit purge in Philadelphia. Yeah, it would be <laughs> bad. If he dra- if the scary he's thing not- is, we don't know what he's going to do now. You know what I mean? QB factory, QB factory up in this bitch. Um, but it, I yeah, not not only that. Yeah, he dra- he drafts Trey Lance and then drops the QB factory again next year as the as the reason. As I don't think why. you have the facilities for that big man. <laughs> you don't have the facilities for that big man, <laughs> and I think you, you need to bring in a playmaker. You you need to you, you need uh you know you need playmakers. You need Cornerback, if you don't realize we need a cornerback, if today wasn't a perfect day that, you know, you're talking about Farley up there, uh, Sertain is up there. Uh, I mean, you're going to have to start – do you guys – everyone do their start doing their homework because um, mm-hmm. look at the cornerbacks in the top ten. We're, we're right right there in, in the makings to get a, top, uh, a cornerback or chase. Um, I don't think we're going to get a quarterback – but, you know, the people are like, well, looking at the quarterback, what quarterbacks are getting paid, if you could get a top quarterback and they get rid of the GM, you know, sometimes GMs want their guys. This is very true. Like, GMs come like, yo, my job is directly tied to my quarterback. So if I don't believe in one of, one of you guys, I, I, I don't think they could come into the situation and say, I don't believe Carson can play at all. And I don't think they – Look at Hertz and say that he can't play at all I mean, for a rookie. You know, you have someone like you can develop. But again, if 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 Wentz is like I'm out of here, and the Hertz is still the guy, the the new GM. Uh, how is did, not going anywhere, guys. did did uh, did today's performance like temper expectations from what you expect for Hertz, or like where you guys stand with Hertz right now? I think it just shows that there's bigger issues than just the quarterback. You know, it's Doug. It's it is Howie, you know, with the drafting, with the death, all these things. We're talking about practice squad guys talking about, you know, the fact that we try to cover it up with happiness and the excitement. But this team has been bad all year. And we got a little taste, like I said, of glory last couple of weeks, excitement. But I still I'm going to go back to the fact, you know, what I've been saying. I think it's going to be a competition, but it's a good thing for us, man. These two dudes are going to battle it out. And if it is a new coach, you know, he gets to see who his quarterback is and he gets to pick between two really good quarterbacks. So I don't know if if it's Doug, a disconnect, if, you know, you guys are saying three points, give me four. The players, the coaches, the management, and ownership, everybody, man. You've all sucked this year, and we see that there's a disconnect between all of you. And it's it pisses me off. Somebody, I think Kurt maybe in the comments earlier said it, 
the thing that pisses us off is that we put so much into being an Eagles fan and we love our team so much. And we just ask that you fight a little bit and you come out and play like ass against the Cowboys with your season on the line. It's bullshit, man. There needs to be some kind of accountability. I mean, it's just annoying though. Cause it's like, you know, that you need to hit on these draft picks, which we really don't know how a lot of these guys are. Kayvon's barely playing. Davion Taylor's hurt. They're barely playing Quez. Who's looked pretty good. High towers, barely playing. Bradley got banged up today. Jalen hurts. You get to see him for what? Four or five games. And then Jalen Reger. I mean, like there's promising things, but like, I know that I'm down. Uh, we're all kind of down on him right now, but like what wide receiver is doing that good in this system right now? I mean, no one like they're each guy is getting like three or four catches a game. And then I know that people are really pissed about Rager at the, the last play before the half. I was two. And then I rewatched it. It was all Sean, Miles Sanders, Goddard, and uh, Greg Ward made a wall of four people. If you rewatch the play, there's one tackler, all yeah. four run straight by him. And Rager was ready to just run, and he gets tackled. Like, everyone's all just, like, avoid the guy. It's like, dude, if you see four of your teammates blocking one guy, you're expecting him to get blocked, and then they absolutely whiff. Like, no one touched him. Like Miles, Sanders, like, Miles Sanders, like, briefly hit him. Like, it was, like, bizarre. Like, even a play that looked like it was set up right, they just could not execute it. And they've done that all year. I mean – it's just really frustrating, man. I mean, I, mean, I just like I th- you have to set your players up for success too. I think um, at the end of the day, um, you're, you're, you are seeing some players that leave here and that flourishing. Um, so it's you could it could talk to scheme, it could talk to a lot to coaching. So obviously, um, that's an area of uh, I got the biggest target on on coaching right now. Like um, I need I need to change. There's there's only so many scapegoats. At this point in time, um, I'm going to send out a link. If guys, again, that are listening to the podcast, um, this is a live show. So uh, we are inviting people to the show. If you want to come on, give us your hot takes and jump on and tell us how you're feeling after this Eagles-Dallas loss. Um, and, and just so we're still clear, I mean, it still stands. Have what's up, man. <laughs> the other thing too is um they don't develop any players like no they, proven they just, development they don't really give the young guys a chance and even then, like Malata isn't great but for weeks we've been saying like he should they should start him instead of Peterson then you look at Andre Dillard he never really got on the field um what what's the last guy that they drafted or brought in and really developed into a decent player Wentz is one of the only ones, and then he just fell off the off the cliff. But he's the only one because he's the only pro bowler that Howie's drafted. Only one, other than maybe Ertz, if you consider that a Howie pick. Like other than that, there's there's like nothing. Like I mean, Wentz is the only one. Yeah, it's 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 hard to see. I mean, you're talking about the guys at Russell Douglas, Sidney Jones, uh, Derek Barnett. Derek Barnett, has he, um, you know, like if you're talking about bringing up, up, up you know, undrafted free agents like Corey Clement, I mean, all that. Um, Singleton. Um, Sudfeld. Factory. Uh, I mean, there's not a lot of players here, and that's – this is why we're in the position we we're in. We had hey, Dorson is my favorite. You know, we had a window where we could succeed if we hit on draft picks, and that's where we botched the whole thing. Now, if Dorsey is a guy that we're going to rely on, 
which I'm all for. Um, making risky picks, making active. I actually go back to the situation of like, you know, I think that there's a period of time that we thought we were so good that we could pass on, you know, you know, players that had, you know, background issues. Like, bro, like sometimes you got to make some picks that don't, you know, mix with the the norm. And I'm, you know, like, I'm not saying that I approve over, over like, you know, some players that are out here getting arrested, but Andy Reid makes, brings guys in like that. I mean, he, he takes chances on some of these guys, takes second chances on, on players like that. And I think you can't be throwing yourself to the fact that you can't, you can pass up on uh, players, you know, that are out there. So for, for staying in that vein, are you upset that we didn't pursue Antonio Brown this, this season? Um, Electrifying player that no, is I, I, obviously I, I, a locker room I, cancer. I didn't think I didn't think he was he'd be great for the culture. No, okay. no, it's I mean, it's guys it's guys like um like Travis. Kelsey. Are you sure not for this culture? Not for this. Culture? Oh, imagine <laughs> if he was in this right now. Come We'd make on, it worse man. for him. Yo, I don't want to do that to the man. Come on, come on, bro. I think he would have fit perfectly. <laughs> he gets to live with Tom Brady. Then imagine what would be happening to him here. Huh. People would be eating him alive. This I, team just sucks, though, and everybody wants. Hey, to but you fingers. know what? It would have been his fault instead of Carson's. That's what I'm saying. Everybody wants to point fingers at somebody, <laughs> so he would have been true. target right on him. Uh, we would have never brought him in. To all those people in the chat, uh, I've already sent out the link to jump on the show. So um, I'm going to send it out one more time. If you want to jump on the show, here is the link to jump on. I mean, it is, it is, it's definitely a culture issue. Um, Cause again, like, it's not like we're always out here trying to break stuff or we, we hear stuff, but this is the most I've ever heard out of the locker room. Me yeah. I've been doing this. How long have we been doing this? We've been Almost doing this since fourth of John about five years. Yeah. Um, and the kind of things that I've heard have been, um, eye-opening, um, actually kind of alarming, because um, I didn't think it was that. Um, I'm not gonna say that bad. Like it's, it, I, it was eye-opening. I, was I mean, it kind of feels like the same level. Like I haven't felt this level of Eagles drama since the whole To versus Donovan McNabb thing, and all the all those stories were leaking out of the locker room. Then I really haven't felt that kind of toxicity and that kind of dysfunction within this organization since then. Have we reached that point? Are we back there? Should I head out of my driveway right now and start busting out some reps? Are we there? I think we were there with Foles and Wentz. It's just we were lucky enough to have the Super Bowl, so people just overlooked it. But they're see, creating this drama, and that's the issue. Imagine Carson doesn't show up to camp and next year, and he's out, out in the driveway. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, uh, I'm going to tend my crop. Uh, I'm going to uh, get on the, the, the uh, tractor. Um <laughs> You trade me if you trade me. Like, I don't know, man. If, if I was Wentz right now, I would not trust this organization. I wouldn't trust how they handled this org- this situation. Um, obviously, the play was, you know, not up to par, but I'm just saying the way that they handled it. I would look at Doug side eyed and be like, dude, how come you couldn't roll me out? And the play calling was stale. Um, I don't know. I mean, uh, to me, I think that's like the same things that we see, the players got to see too. 
like yeah. Doug going for it on fourth and 15 today instead of kicking the field goal or, you know, them not running the ball enough or or expecting them to do all these plays that just don't work. So, I mean, they're in the building, so they got to be banging their head against the wall. So that's probably why they don't play as hard either. Like, why yeah. why am I going to get myself killed running these plays that are not going to work? Yeah. Someone else who's banging their head, um, Tim. Tim, about to bring Tim on the show. He says burn it down. Uh, shout out oh, to Tim. Yeah. How are you doing, man? How you doing? Uh, you know, not to, not not too bad, but the team kind of stinks. <laughs> so I mean, what what is your overall vibe like after that game? Uh, I know yeah. you felt a certain way. I know were you were you team? Let's make the playoffs, or were you like um, I'm not sure about the squad. So pretty much, I'm always team. Let's make the playoffs. Um, especially, I feel like the draft this year is especially deep. So I was kind of like, even if we drop down in the draft to like you know. 13 or 17 or something like that we can still pick up a really strong linebacker you know a good cornerback um pick up a guy like chris olave in the second round for Mm -hmm. our receiver need um i think there's just a lot of a lot of skill players in this in this draft so i'm kind of like i love getting the top five pick too but if we were in the teens i don't think that would be terrible all right well that that's hopeful for all the people out there that are hoping that we lose out yeah but I also don't trust Howie with the picks. So that's that's troubling. Exactly. So that's what we've been discussing. So like gun to your head figuratively, you got to get rid of one guy. Is it Howie or is it Doug? I guess if it's one, I got to go Doug. Cause I think if you can bring somebody in to talent evaluate, that's a little bit better than Howie and kind of like hold his hand. Yep. <laughs> then like you can get some talent. Howie, Howie scares me in the second and third round, especially. Mm-hmm. Because I see some yeah. guys that like will flash on tape that aren't going to be the picks you want. Yeah, yeah, Tim, I agree with like you. Crystal Olave. Yeah, I'm oh, sorry. I was going to say, Tim, like Crystal Olave is going to be a monster from Ohio State. I think oh, he's yeah. one of the best uh, wide receivers in the draft. And I think honestly, after like the top five wide receivers, there's like a clump of like ten to fifteen guys that are all going to make the case to go like second and third. It, it's it's I yeah, think the definitely. class is better this year than last year because people are arguing over Smith and Chase. I think that they're both better than Rugs and Judy and arguably CD Lamb. And then you add on uh, like like Rashad Bateman is a monster, and then Justin Ross due to the injury is going to slide a little bit. Yeah, I mean uh, I got to hop off in a second, but I I think that right now if the Eagles are like top like five to seven. There's only like four or five names I'm looking at. I'm looking at Jamar Chase, Devonta Smith, Caleb Farley, uh, Parsons, even though we never draft linebackers. And if Swell, Swell falls to you, like it's going to be tough not to take him, even though like we are yeah. pretty set at left tackle on paper. And we have to see what Dillard is and what Melata is. Swell is like a generational talent at left tackle. Like he's he's that good, but it's, it's kind of just chasing Smith. And I love Farley. I think Farley is a guy that – the fans can get behind with the story. And I feel like he's just that talented. I think he'd be awesome here. And he'd, he would be like a great, uh, a great guy to develop behind Slay. So it'd be nice to have a corner. Absolutely. One quick thing with that one quick follow-up. That's exactly why you got to get rid of Howie. Cause you just said like, maybe take that tackle, but we think we're kind of set. Do you think Howie's going to give up on that first round pick this quick? Versus if you bring in another GM that doesn't have any ties to any of these players and doesn't have any regrets about, you know, jettison a guy who was a second round pick or, I mean, um, J. Jaw is still on the team. 
Like, yep. like he should have been gone, but that's a Howie pick. He's not going to just get rid of him right away. You're right. I mean, these uh, these GMs, they want their guys to succeed because then they, that's something that they can point at on the resume and be like, hey, th- this is a guy that was my hand-picked guy. He turned it around. Jay, yeah, Ed, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, I'm trying to add on to that. Like, we don't have a fourth-round pick this year because of how we – we trade for Jannard Avery. Mm-hmm. Where's he been this year? Like, we yeah. we cannot afford to miss out on these picks, let alone fourth-round picks, that are usually a little bit better for us. And it just drives you nuts because this fourth-round, like, you could get another wide receiver. You get a cornerback. You get a linebacker. You get a lineman. Like, and we don't have a fourth-round pick, and we don't know what Jannard Avery is. Like, Jannard Avery, like, what is he? Like, I barely – we needed someone like him today because we didn't have Sweat. We didn't have Barnett, and we got no pressure on Dalton today. It was, it was embarrassing. Exactly why I said you got a clean house. Fire clean both house. Push the button on both yeah. of them. Even if it's a oops. Oops. <laughs> My bad. I didn't mean to push like, I, I'm still I just I just don't feel like both of them are going to go. Like I just keep yeah. feeling like how he's going to be there with a football guy. And that, that's where I feel like who that football guy is going to be, that, that's, that's where the changes have to come. Uh, we have uh, Elijah waiting in the green room. Uh, Elijah, man, bring it on. How you feeling, man? Hey, um, me basically being a football dude and a diehard Philly fan, so I'm a, I'm a little upset just how it ended. Not really of the result, just how it ended. Yeah. It's sad. I mean, another season in the books, man. It's, not, it's yeah, never a happy, never a happy yeah. day. Yeah. Now, were you expecting big a bigger game from Hertz, or were you expecting Doug to actually call a, a better game today? Uh, so I was expecting a big game from Hertz. I, I'm not gonna lie. I thought he was going to do amazing. He came out the first two starts and really just showed off the way he usually does. But I just kept on having this thought in the back of my mind that Doug was going to just bear off the way he usually does and when he had rents in. Uh, just bear off away from what he's supposed to do. Run the ball. Run Miles Sanders to the ground. He's a dog. <laughs> just run him run him down to the ground. You have Jalen Hurst who can use his athleticism. Yes, you want to protect him and all that, but you barely seen what he can do. And then watching him from Alabama, because I had a friend at Alabama that actually knew him, and we've seen him practice a couple of times. So, like, if he actually just showed – I mean, just let him go play for a little bit, stick to the game plan. We was only down, like, what, 10? Oh, he would have been great. We would have been back and all that. You try to kick field goals. Yeah. Kickers are people, too, do you? Yeah, just, just at least kickers, try kickers. to stay in the game. Don't, don't – they're all from it. Oh, yeah. Or at least, like in that fourth and fifteen, don't throw a five-yard pass to a, a guy that's known for not getting yak. Yeah, <laughs> oh, like man. everyone oh, saw Zachary. the second one to Ertz oh, on five yards. It was like, oh, he's going down within three yards. Uh, this is oh, over. That, and and speaking hurt. of regression, like what a weird season out of Zach Ertz this yeah. year. Like I saw more drops out of Zach Ertz this year I've seen in his entire career. Like this, this was. I think he had two today. Um, yeah, it was, it was it was completely unheard of. Yeah, yeah I, I don't know awesome. what is up with him. But I think it's it's making a lot of people more comfortable with moving on with him and that big contract next year yeah. and just riding with uh, Goddard and Dick Rod. I mean, there's yeah, a lot so, of people who yeah, have been in that for three years. You know what I mean? Yeah. This year? At the start at the start of the year, Twitter was going nuts with like, let's get rid of Earths, and I was like, what are you guys all crazy? 
And then he hasn't played like he wants to stay. So I'm like, all right, I guess we'll get rid of him then. Yeah. <laughs> I was the same way. I didn't see this regression, but now that you mm -hmm. see it, it doesn't look like he really wants to be here. His comments really made that clear. And it sounded like teams were shopping for him in the Packers and the Ravens, but he got injured. Yeah. So maybe he would have already been gone. Um, it's it's going to be intriguing to see. Let, let, me, let me just say, too, I mean, for all of the flack that we give Howie Roseman um, and the contracts that he gives out, are we kind of glad that he didn't end up bending yeah. over for Zach Ertz's contract? Yeah. I'm kind of thankful that we're not tied to that yeah. as well. That'd yeah, be another yeah. hurdle we'd have to – or another obstacle we'd have to hurdle. Jeez, that'd be like another 25 million cap hit. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Exactly. No, you well, that was the asinine thing. We're already in cap hell, so Jason Peters started it by being an ass clown and – it just everything fell apart, you know. I mean, not because of that, but that just kind of set the tone. Just bad energy, man. Uh, hope, yeah. Hopefully, uh, our next next um, guest, uh, Super Fly fan. Hopefully, he sets the tone. I mean, uh, Super Fly fan, how you doing, man? Uh, how are you feeling after the after today's after today's game? I think we're all feeling about the same, bro. I mean, it's let's be real. It's been a shitty season. I mean, um, a lot of changes going down. And, and more is to come. This, uh, I think this year, I think Jeffrey Lurie, he's he's just had enough. He's going to draw the line. Somebody's getting fired. I think Howie's going to get fired. Some people are saying Doug. Maybe both, man. But something needs to change. This is unacceptable. We deserve better than this. And, um, you know, I'm not anxious to see what's going to go down, but I am because this season's over. Um, something's got to happen at quarterback. I like Jalen. We haven't seen everything yet, but – it's going to be tough, bro. This is going to be the toughest offseason in a long time. But, hey, it's family. You know, we're, we're here forever. We love our team. Um, this is really disappointing. But uh, there's there's change coming. I'm, I'm not excited, but I am kind of excited. I'm kind of anxious because this this is going to be a much different lineup next year. Are you guys feeling the same thing? Change is exciting, man. Change is exciting. Change change going to come. Uh, I'm kind of iffy on that change. I haven't. I haven't. I haven't felt anxious about a change since the Chip Kelly days. Right. One way or another, change is coming. So, I mean, you guys are at that moment. You're got right now. You guys are at that moment of when Chip Kelly got the boot. Is that how you guys are feeling right now? Absolutely. No. Damn right. Nah, 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 nah. I'm, I don't. I don't. I don't. I don't know about Chip Kelly, like, I'm going to shave that mustache off your face. <laughs> Yo, I got backup now, bro. I got I got more mustaches in the in the group now. I got I got my backup. So right? no, I think like, you got an inspiration we're, going we're on here. here. You dig it? You dig it? I see here. I see the you know trend. what it's here to say, damn it. I see the trend. <laughs> um no, but like if if I'm looking, if I'm comparing <laughs> if I'm comparing Chip Kelly to Doug Peterson, like let's let's just look at that realistically though. Chip Kelly came in here and did nothing but bad. He came in here and destroyed a perfectly good roster. At least out of Doug Peterson, while I believe that Frank Reich was a huge piece to that Super Bowl, Doug Peterson was also a piece to it. So I can't look at, at them in the same light at all. Okay, okay. I, I'm sorry. Ev. I, let me be more clear. I'm just excited to see a change. Okay. Not specifically yeah. Doug, just uh, a change. A My change. bad. That's, no, I should have okay. been more specific. Right, right. My bad. Sure. My bad. Sure. I kind of want to see Dude Daly get right. an office coordinator job. But you're absolutely right. Yeah. There is no comparison there. What yeah. Chip Kelly did to us is nowhere near what Doug did to us. Nowhere mm -hmm. near. Agreed. <clears throat> For me, it kind of feels like Andy Reid's last year. You know, where it was like they went, what was it, like 4-12 and 12 or whatever. 
and you just mm -hmm. you're just ready for the season to be over with. Yeah. Yep. I, I kind of have that feeling like it's just time to go. Kind of, kind of want to see Deuce Daly get an extended role. Yep. Yeah, but I agree with um. I'd like to see Deuce get a little more, more of a role, especially next week. Kind of see what he can do. Yeah. Yeah. Would you, would I mean, you like to take take over the play call for next week? Ball. I mean, hey, if they if they fire Doug, you know, make him interim next week. And w worse that happens, I mean, we, we see what happens with Deuce calling plays. Worse that happens, we lose the game, get a better draft position. Yeah, who knows? Maybe we go up, go up to, like, number three or four. <laughs> maybe maybe they, nice draft, maybe they draft a kicker, too. Hey, they could. <laughs> meanwhile, meanwhile, meanwhile uh, Jim Elliott's over here. <laughs> Little they, might need, they might need a punter. Do you, guys, do you guys find yourself sarcastically clapping for uh, Jake Elliott whenever he makes an extra point? It's like, oh, oh way yeah. to go, guys. Way yeah. to go. Yeah, we high five now. We're like, yes, just like it's a touchdown. We're like, all right, he made it. He did give him that <laughs> Two I don't ball. like that. Like, I shouldn't have to be pumped about my kicker making a fucking extra point. Seriously, it's David Akers' days, man. Oh, we were, we were spoiled. We were spoiled. David Akers. Alex spoiled. Henry, Cody Parkey, and Jake Elliott. No. Anymore. It's hard to even believe that Jake Elliott made that 65-yard field goal unless you see the tape. I know. I know. Yeah. Well, I don't Everybody know. had a career here that year. Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah. Uh, out of all the guys that we're gonna gonna move potentially move on from, uh, name some guys that you want to move on from. Alshon and DJ, obviously. Definitely Alshon. Gotta get younger. Yeah, do, you, do, do you do you do you honestly feel that DJX is gonna get moved from after that? Play? No, Gail. Yeah. DJX. Hey, you got you got it. I mean, it, it's the end of the line. Evan, Evan, He's Evan, Evan, Evan. I asked Gail. I asked Gail. <laughs> uh, I feel like uh, they, I don't. You know, it sucks, but you got to move on from the old man. I understand because it's like what I said in the pregame. You're going to get the one play, boom, and then what do you see the rest of the game? Nothing. Nothing. Frag, fragile, fragile. <laughs> well, to be fair, there's no offense game. Did they, they, oh, true. absolutely. But did they say anything? Yeah. Did, he, did, he, did he tweak something? Did something hurt? Or yeah. what happened? I think he was just, you know, he wasn't going to get many snaps because, you know, he was just coming back from that injury. But yeah. Yeah, he made it count, at least somebody did. Jeez. I, I just, I just want to go on a record, but Jimmy. You're right. The Eagles probably won't get rid of him. Oh, great yes. season. <laughs> How I just want to go on the record. I'm a, I'm a big D-Jack fan. Always have been from day one. Me too. But, but, I mean, it's like they, if they can't build shit around him, there's no, there's no need to keep him. I mean, no need to keep him. I mean, we're not, we're, it's not like we're rolling, trying to roll into a season with like a 35 year old wide yeah. receiver, like it's, right. It's not how you build. That's not. It's just poor roster management. But don't uh, get it twisted. That thirty-five-year-old is still. No, that's my guy. Bro. He's still. He's still like, killing he's it. Out. I'm. I'm. I'm, I'm a D-Jack stand, like a certified D-Jack stand. So, the fact that I'm like, it's roster management one-on-one. You have to get younger. You cannot yep. keep relying on older talent. What uh, we, we've done that the last two years, and he's played like the least he's ever played in the NFL. So. That's it. It is what it is. I mean, you have to like, 
look at the roster and be honest with yourself. Like you can't be living in the past and you can't bring older players back. Um, bringing back Peters, did you learn a lesson from again this year about bringing back yeah, Peters? Man. Like we we almost had to like not see Melada because, you know, of this front office, not even like it's egregious what they were doing. I'm like, dude, Melada is here for a reason. Play him. And he played, oh, yeah. played some serviceable snaps. You know, he had to mix up here and there. But, like, again, for a, a transformed rugby player, he balled out. He made some serious okay. progress. Yeah, he did. He made serious progress, for sure. But you know you what? Put him even, on the field see what he's got. Even Deshaun, though, like, when he got hurt earlier this year, it was on a punt return. And that was because we hadn't drafted a good punt return yeah. since Darren Sproles left. Like, that's that's an issue. I know. And it's, it's confusing as to why we haven't seen Rager back there more. I mean, yeah. Rager, he, he popped off that punt return touchdown, the only one we've had all year, and we continue to see Greg Ward back there. So, Doug. The coaching. Hey, Doug, you there? Yeah. Doug, you watching the film, pal? We are. Jesus and then Christ. Boston Scott still doing kick returns is just – that's not practice <laughs> at this point. Yeah. <laughs> He's getting the ball it's to the five-yard line, two-yard line got, every time and taking it. We got away with one there too, man, uh, with it, with yeah. uh, Dallas Ooh. stepping out of bounds with on that recovery. Yeah. We certainly got away with yep. one. Big time. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd, like uh, see, I'd like to see Nate Gary leave. That's an obvious one. Yeah. I'd right. like to see him maybe just like leave the whole region. <laughs> <laughs> What what about like a guy like uh, we were talking about? You can't bring like continue bringing older wide receivers back. What's the deal with uh, Marquise Goodwin? It's it. What's his con? Is he done after this year for this contract, or do we give him next year? Who? Yeah, we'll have him next year. Yeah, now, someone brought that up in the uh, comments earlier, and I, I wanted to touch on that because that that's a great point. We tried. You know, it's not lack of trying necessarily, but. It is stupid to have guys like Deshaun and Alshon be your top receivers when they're up in age like that. But they did draft some guys, and they traded, you know, what was it, like pick 190 back to pick 210. And yeah. they, you know, restructured Goodwin. So it was like 1.35 mil, I think. That was a pretty good move, I thought. And if he and D-Jax were here, this offense would have looked a lot nicer. So maybe if Goodwin comes back next year rather than Deshaun Jackson is what my thought yeah. process was. And I'm a huge D-Jackson fan, but – Hey man, you gotta. Marquise, Mar- Marquise is at home right now, looking at us like that was a smart move on my end. Oh yeah, Marquise oh, yeah. is at home right now. He's like, "Yo, let me get the link. Let me get the link. I'll tell you what's going on." <laughs> He'll give us all the all the dirt. Yeah. Hey, at least he's got a he's got a, a, a you know a brand new baby. You know he's happy. Um, yeah. You know he's feeling a certain way. This is right here is, is uh, Marquise Goodwin's contract. Oh, I thought I had it up. Um, well, because the thing was, he he ran a risk of getting cut if like if they would have liked some of the draft picks better than him. So it made yeah. perfect sense for him to just sit yeah. out the year, get paid, yeah, get, and then come get, back healthy next year. Even if it's like you know, I I know that all the guys that opted out for COVID, they ended up getting a lesser, yeah, what he got two hundred thousand this year. I mean, it's still a good payday, man. It's still pretty good. two hundred k. So I mean, if you if, if if those guys are like contingency plans, um, that's like the Bobo version of Deshaun Jackson, and they're thinking that they bring him back next year, move on from DJX. I mean, the amount of money. T- talk about the portion of our cap that was paid to Alshon and DJX. You're talking about what? So you know, much. 
what, 30 mil? Yeah, 27, 28, something like that. Yeah, it's 20 mil uh, to guys who – the production that you got from – look, talk about the money that was paid to Peters. I mean, that money that you, you paid to these players to produce and you, you didn't get anything in return, that's where you have to start thinking about, like, the blow-up thing is real. I'm, I'm, I'm totally okay with it. I mean, like, we got a Super Bowl. Like, all the old heads up in here wearing Kelly Green um, – you know the struggle, what it took to get here. Um, so if I have to, like, struggle for another year so they get back to, like, great cap um, and a guy that's actually making some really quality picks, then it is what it is, man. Like, you know, start and the and let, Let's look at it with the glare fast full as well. I mean, we're going into next season with low expectations. The Eagles could surprise us and show up next year. We, we, could, we could be very pleased with what we see. You know what I mean? If the expectations are low, that makes it that much easier to, ex- to exceed them. If the culture's fixed, yeah. Yeah. Like that, that 2017 team was a team that liked each other. The, the, the whole idea of playing for the next man was a thing. Like, do you feel that with this team? No, and I don't know that at all. We, we didn't have Super Bowl expectations for them in the beginning of the year. It's true. But they still played together, man. They played as one. Like you can see when a football team is harmonizing. Like even the dance routines were harmonized. Yeah. The whole dance routine had the whole damn offensive unit out there. Yeah, he had goddamn Alshon out there bowling, uh, doing his bowling lane thing. It just everything seemed right. Everything seemed fit. I think the glue guys. It was the most important thing. Having glue guys in here is. Uh, the most important thing. If you don't have blue guys to keep a roster together, like a Chris Long, like a Jenk, like a Mark uh, Malcolm Jenkins, like a uh, um, you know Brandy, those are the kind of guys that keep a team together. You know what I mean? Like at the yeah, end of the day, that's really if your team is ass internally. Um, that's what it looks like. Yeah. yeah does, every, does everyone believe that? Uh, Joe said to the Quito article now. I do. I came around on it. I just. I, 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 it, I'm like, like, a fireball to the chat, but I'm just saying, you guys sort of believe some of that article? I mean, after we heard what we heard a few weeks ago and just hearing how toxic it was within the locker room and hearing how Carson Wentz having his own circle of people, Joe Santa Liquido was the first person I thought about. That was that was where my head went, and I was just like, man. Huh? Yeah, I know. I, I remember just thinking about it. I was like, man, I remember that when that article came out a couple of years ago and how he just got like absolutely destroyed, run out of town. It was a, it was a, a reporter that was blocking like everybody on Twitter. I mean, how do you you build a fan base as a writer if you're blocking everybody? Uh, so he he put that article out there knowing that it, he wasn't going to be it wasn't going to be received very well, but he believed what he was saying. And uh, I think that collectively we somewhat owe him an apology. <laughs> I mean, because the way that the stories get dropped on Eagle fans, they it's usually before a game or before something like your, your you know, your your wedding or your childbirth or something, and they drop this like big story. And like, could you stop messing up my whole life? <laughs> um, but uh, you know, the stuff that I've heard, like the fact that like even some players, like wide receivers on this team, um, Carson has never had a conversation with, which is what I've heard, and um, the fact that. You know, those kind of stories I keep hearing, I, you know, like, these are from players' mouths, not any beat reporter or anything. It's just like, what kind of environment? And that, that's where it goes, like, you know, somebody, everyone's talking about clean house, get the culture fixed, and go from there. 
Because um, that's where we're at right now. We're on a culture movement. Um, and I'm, I'm all for it. You know what? I am starting to feel like this is the Chip Kelly days. All this culture talk. Uh, it feels like the week right before Chip Kelly it's got It's deja fired. vu, man. It's deja vu. Why do you, uh, do you guys feel nervous about this? I mean, because obviously we went from a, uh, a peak where we were like going into this game at potential playoffs here. And now we're at a low where we're like. I feel like. I feel like I'm on de- like death's row right now. On death row right now. Like I know the execution is coming. We got one more game that we got to go out there and you know throw something together. But ultimately, we're going to be put down afterwards. Uh, I just feel like I, I don't exactly feel like uh, nervous about it. I know what's coming. I know what to, what what to expect. And uh, I'm just, I'm just hoping that the Eagles, you know, figure shit out in my afterlife. I'm actually, I'm actually at ease, you know what I mean, because of the fact that it's officially mm-hmm. over. Uh, not even looking forward to next week because there's no, 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 no reason to. So I'm, I'm at ease. I mean, again, going, going through the, through the stage of watching this game today with, of course, these sorry ass Cowboys fans in the room. Uh, it, it, it was, it was dreadful. But uh, the first, first two series, I mean, it started off good. My ass was off that seat talking shit. And the rest of the game, I had to sit there with my mouth closed. (laughs) We were getting our asses handed to us. So I'm at ease. I'm at ease in the fact that it's just done and over with. We ain't got nothing to worry about. But, yes, I'm waiting for that breaking news to come through on all Philadelphia Jersey channels stating that somebody got fired. Get the guillotine. Get it out. Get it ready. Sharpen that thing up. Well, the if you're doing a lot chopping, <laughs> the thing that makes me nervous is like the fact that there might not be enough change. Because I'm I'm team get rid of Doug and Howie. So if both of them aren't gone, then I'm going to be upset either way. Like because I don't think you can move forward with either one of them. Yeah, yeah. The problem is Jeffrey Lurie has shown that. Uh, you know, I agree with Michael. Like, I think that both of them either need change or need somebody to help them. Glad that, you know, we brought in Dorsey, but you know, there's issues all over it. And I, that's my same fear. I think that, you know, there's not going to be enough change. I think that they're going to give us the excuses like they always do. Oh, it's Corona. Oh, there's all these injuries. It's like, dude, we don't care. We seriously, we want to see this team play with some damn heart accountability and you're the owner. You're supposed to hold all these guys accountable, especially Howie and Doug, your guys that are out there, your commanders, dude. And right. it's been a shit show, man. And fans have every right to be pissed off because I sure am. Uh, bringing on uh, the Philly sports fan. Oh, Mike, what's up, man? How, how, how are you feeling? Uh, how you guys doing? You're our last, you're our, you're our last caller for the, for the day. Um, so bring the heat, man. How are you feeling? I appreciate it. Uh, I'm in. I'm mad. I, uh, it's like I want uh, all three of them need to go, meaning Howie, Schwartz, and Doug. They're, they're my thoughts, and I want the report to come out any minute that one of them's fired. But I, I can't believe after seeing the spark that she on her side that now that our season's over, it's, it's like so unreal. So, so I know I know that you are uh, you're heavily involved in the Carson versus Hurts uh, discussion. Where, where's your head at right now? Did, did Jalen Hurts? Did you lose some trust in him tonight? Are you my are you head, a Carson guy? Where are you at? My head's back and forth right now, but I, I still have trust and faith in Carson Wentz. You know, and I, I I've been getting heat on TikTok from it. Uh, 
Like, people are telling me, like, that Jalen Harris isn't the man. I'm like, yes, you are. When you watch that guy play, like, uh, you, you can't say that he's not. But I, I don't know. It's just there's a lot that this team needs to fix for now. And I think we hopefully um, – I'm leaning on getting Jamar Chase. That's who I want in the draft. And if Howie don't mess it up. But now, I, I was on with you guys draft night. And you probably know where I'm going with this right now. I was on with you guys draft night all three nights of the draft. And you told me that uh, Jalen Ryder was a good pick and a good guy. Uh, what are your thoughts on that? After seeing how Justin Jefferson's been doing, Gail and uh, Evan, I know I was talking to you guys that night. Yeah, no, I mean, Justin Jefferson's had a phenomenal season, man. There's no denying that. Um, Jalen Rager, I think that Jalen Rager has potential to be more than what we've seen uh, this season. Um, I think that he's not exactly th- – this offense doesn't fit anybody, uh, whether it's the quarterback, whether it's the wide receivers. Um, so I really am kind of wondering what Jalen Rager still is. But Justin Jefferson, for sure, seems to be an elite talent in this league. He seems like another guy that if we were to had drafted him right. instead of Rager, he could have been successful. But I am hard-pressed to believe that I don't think that uh, Justin Jefferson would have had the same success this year if he was on this team. I think that it would be the same exact issue where it just doesn't fit in this offense. No, I was I was also high on Justin Jefferson. We only did three draft videos. We did Justin Jefferson, Jalen Rager, and um, T. Higgins. Um, and I, I felt like uh, you know, like Justin Jefferson, man, he he's he could separate route runner. Um, but I, I felt like I thought it was going to go before Rager. Uh, the fact that he was still on the board, um, you know, the Vikings got a good pick, man. Um, you're talking about a rookie who cracks a thousand in his first year, uh, but you're also looking at this offense, the Eagles offense. Look across the board. Everyone has had the worst career years of their life, their football lives. Djax, Alshon, Ertz. Uh, you could go. You're expecting a, a rookie wide receiver to flourish. Uh, he's still. It's it's still early to say that the pick is bad. We need to Evan Gale. I want control of some of these memes next season. Do meme crazy, bro. Because after after that comment that Gale just made, I want to throw that face up there. (laughs) Because I told you, did did, hey hey yeah did you? But you know what? Hold up, but hold up, hold up. Let me finish, man. Watch my just let me finish the video. Let me finish, Evan. You are right. Did you watch my Justin Jefferson video? No matter who it would have Justin Jefferson video on Justin yeah, Jefferson. I did. No okay. matter who it would have been, you're right, Evan. It, they probably wouldn't have never fit this system because of the way we're so fucked up. So, I mean, okay. Mike, you I know think. I was a Justin Jefferson guy in the, in, in the draft. And we went with Jalen Rager. I wasn't too happy on it, and I wasn't too bought into it. But, no, again, going back to what Evan said, regardless if it was Justin Jefferson, if it was C.D. Lamb, if it was – uh, whoever Higgins, whoever whoever came into this organization, the play calling that we got going on right now, those guys wouldn't have had the same success that they got going on right somewhere else. Well, I mean, we definitely got uh, problems all the way across the board. I mean, you just look at how everyone's not produced this year. No one's like even you, your 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 starting quarterback has not even produced in this uh, year. Like, what does that tell you about what's going on offensively with this play calling? The cohesiveness with the, the players and the coaches. I mean, that's where we're at. So, I mean, obviously, this whole blow-up feeling is is real to me right now. Like, I, I'm I'm closer to that than I am to 
bringing back some of the, the, the coaches. Um, you got you got to make change. Um, that's the only that's the only way that we move forward after what we've seen this year. Where do you guys see Wentz going next year? Uh, like like looking at him, I feel like he he fit with the Colts due to Frank Wright. And when I think about it, I feel like I don't know if it's possible, but I really want to get Quentin Nelson for Carson Wentz. So that would, I feel like that would help the O-line so much. But there's talks of him going to New England, and it's like I want the dude to succeed in his career, but I don't want to see New England succeed. And him and Belichick, that will be – it's like it's, it's hard to see. You get what I'm saying? Like I don't want to you see – You can't I'm have your cake and eat it too, though, man. You, you can't yeah. wish success for him and then, you know, he goes to the Patriots and not wish success for him. It's just, he's going to end up – if he ends up leaving the team, he's going to end up not on the Eagles – and you're going to have to just deal with the fact of wherever he's at. There's, there's no way around it. Yeah, it's going to have to deal with it. Uh, <laughs> and as we as we get close to uh, closing out the show, we'll go around the room with your your last word on the birds before we get out of here. Uh, we'll, we'll start with um, start with uh, Super Flyers fan. Last word on the birds. Yeah, guys, it's it's been a rough year. You know, it, it's almost over. This is one of the most frustrating ones that that I can recall since Andy Reid's last year when he got canned. And I was at that Tampa game. It was the last one. They went four and twelve. That was super frustrating. Um, this this is up there. Uh, I the expectations that we've had the last couple of years, the whole Carson ordeal, and when the offense shows up, the defense doesn't, and vice versa. It's just been it's just been a, a, a shitty year, and, and change is coming, and we all know that. The question is where and how much, but change is coming. So at the same time, it was a horror, it was a shitty year. It's almost done. I'm ready for next year, but you know the in between time, that's what can make and break your franchise, and we all know that as Philly fans. So um, you know, but we're, we're real. We're here to stay. We love our team no matter what. Um, we're pissed and we hate everybody right now, but we're real. We'll, we're real. We'll be, I mean, we're real. We'll be back around. I mean, I'm mean, bro. I'll show you the back of my hoodie. I'm cold-blooded. Oh, yeah. Cold-blooded. That's what they call me. That's what they call me at the bar, bro. I'm the Eagles fan. A little bit. That cold-blooded motherfucker over there. Don't kill me. <laughs> He'll call you bad words and shit. So, this is awesome, though, guys. I haven't uh, I haven't done this yet, but I'm going to be a reg on this, man. This is pretty cool. It was nice meeting Yo, you. Yo, we appreciate you, appreciate you yeah, stopping. Yeah, we appreciate off. you hopping on, man. We really do. Um, yeah, make sure yeah, you subscribe uh, on, on, all, on all social media platforms. Hit uh, it with that five-star. Yeah, I'm going to let, I'm gonna let <laughs> my birds – I'll let my birds fans know too, fam. Yeah. Appreciate it, man. Appreciate oh, it. Thank you. Uh, we're going we're gonna to go with Tim. Go birds. Go yeah, birds. So I, think, I think after next week um, – I think everyone's going to have to kind of do an all an autopsy of the season and like just kind of look at the organization from top to bottom. I'm with everybody else. I think that there needs to be huge dramatic changes because I don't think rebuild is even a strong enough word for what this team needs as far as its roster is concerned because we just have massive gaping holes all over the roster. Um, and I don't really trust the people that are in control right now to adequately fill those needs um, so yeah, I think we just start looking forward to the draft and start, you know, I've been kind of just doing film and watching players and stuff like crazy and doing mock drafts. So I'll just keep doing that. <laughs> Very nice. And you're, you're, you're in the right, you're in the right, uh, range right now. Uh, Mike, last, uh, last word. So a lot of people hate us right now, but you know, like my shirt says, we're from Philly, <laughs> no one likes us, we don't care, but I don't care. No, after tomorrow, like, I feel like tomorrow, 
I don't want to wait till next week tomorrow. Everybody needs to go, and then we got to, uh, you know, focus on the offseason and the draft and then rebuild this team. Go Birds. Go Birds. Malcolm, last word on the Birds. Malcolm's frozen. He's frozen. Oh, we'll go with that, we'll go with that. that face. That the face said it all. <laughs> yeah, he said enough with that picture. He said everything. Oh, there he is, Malcolm. Go ahead, man. Malcolm. Oh, my internet. My internet connection was messing up, but uh, when we dropped the hurts and how we came out and said that with QB factory. Look forward to next year, but I don't trust how we being in control of drafting the right guy. Yes, sir. Mike. Um, like I said earlier, how he's got to go. He's done a bad job drafting, bad job with the cap. Um, Doug, I feel like it's time for him to go too. They wanted to bring in a, a different offensive coordinator, but they couldn't get a good one in past years because he wouldn't give up the play calling. Um, you know, so I feel like he's got to go as well. Um, I would maybe low key, maybe take a look at like someone like, I don't know, Byron Leftwich down in uh, Tampa. He did halfway decent with Jameis Winston. So maybe he could come in and do something with these quarterbacks. I don't know. I don't think they'll get rid of Doug before the next game because you'd want to see what you can get with Jalen Hurts. So you'd want to keep the coach around at least until then. So I think we won't really get any big news until after that final game. All right. Uh, Carson's PR agent. <laughs> That's what we're on the birds, bro. Ah, uh, you know, um, just getting through this last week and seeing what the outcome is, and I agree with Mike Malcolm. Um, I don't, I don't think that we're going to get any news until after the actual final game of the season. Uh, I hope to be wrong come tomorrow morning, but uh, don't see it happening. Um. Yeah, like I said, I'm pushing the button on both the guys. Howie and Dougie got to go. And then, of course, when those two go, Jim go. So uh, it's it's time to clean the house and uh, reevaluate what we have in front of us with a new uh, management. Blow the whole shit up, man. This team is uglier than my face right now. Uh, I'm sick of looking at it. I'm sick of looking at myself. I'm sick of looking at this team. I want everybody to go. Um, it is what it is. It's a sad, it's a sad day in that the Eagles are no longer in contention for the playoffs. Uh, I, I'm so surprised that we were in contention this deep into the season. I really thought that all hope was lost about halfway through. Um, I thought some guys showed a lot of fight on this team and I'm, uh, I'm proud of our pro bowlers. Uh, congratulations to BG. Uh, Kelsey showed up this year. Cox showed up this year. Uh, there was a small handful of other guys that really showed up and gave it their all every single week. And I'm thankful to those guys. Uh, as for everybody else, you guys can pound sand. Um, I, I don't care who ends up on this team next year. I just want a winning roster. I don't care who the coaches are. I just want a winning team. So uh, fuck the Cowboys. Go Birds. Uh, I'm looking at Jeffrey Lurie. I'm saying, uh, I want you to have a man in the mirror moment. I want you, I want you to, uh, you know, Make that change, man, because uh, because at the end of the day, you want this place to be a better place. You got to look at yourself and make that change, Jeffrey Lurie, because uh, at the end of the day, it's all about getting dubs. It's all about getting the playoffs. It's all about having a cohesive locker room. The drama that we have seen over the last two years is not good to, for culture-wise. Uh, it's not good for, for the front office. 
I think uh, you guys really have to self-evaluate, see where you guys stand uh, as an organization. Like what, what, what is the, uh, what is the direction we're going in? Um, but you own this team, Mr. Larry, make the right changes. Um, but just want to give a shout out to all the people that were active in the chat, jumping on the show, all the yeah, new, you, new, newcomers as well. Um, make sure you subscribe out there and also make sure you call your friends out there, uh, going through a, a tough pandemic right now, but we do have the Eagles football to hold us down. Even in the off season, we're going to be doing tons of content, draft content. You know, a lot of the writers are, are getting their mock drafts ready. Uh, we're going to be doing mock draft simulations on live shows and stuff like that. Start breaking down because we're a draft season now. All right. So the draft nerd in me is going to start breaking out. I'm actually going to the scouting academy uh, next week, starting that. Just to congratulations, sir. Congratulations. Get more knowledge, you know, uh, gain, gain, gain some knowledge there. Uh, but it's going to be great on when we break, out, break down some of these players because we're all going to become offseason GMs. Uh, but I, I do want to uh, encourage you guys to call, call all your peoples, make sure they're good, uh, and uh, check in on your people. That's the most important thing to do at this time. And as always, we will see you guys in the next one. And fly, Eagles, fly.